You're listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For other resources, more information about this sermon series, or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. Hello. My name is Foster, and I will be reading from Luke 2, 25 through 32. As you are able, please stand for the reading of God's word. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Foster. Well, uh, this morning we get to um, dive into Advent peace. And before we do, let's uh, pause a moment in prayer. God, we ask that you would Speak to us, each of us, and may your words transform us, call us closer to you, and make us more like you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, under what circumstances can you say, I can now die in peace? What would you have to accomplish or witness Uh, at the end of your life, so you can say, I can now leave this life in perfect peace. For some of you, if you could see your kids and even grandkids grow up to follow Jesus faithfully, you can die in peace. For others, maybe it's seeing Taylor Swift and BTS collaborating in concert and hanging out with them backstage, then you can die in peace. What is that something that you wish for or want to leave as a legacy so that you feel your life's purpose was fulfilled and therefore at peace to depart this life? Today, I want to share with you about the source of this kind of peace, which points to Advent peace as we not only celebrate the coming of Jesus, the Prince of Peace during Advent, but eagerly await Jesus' second coming when he will make all wrongs right. Advent peace was experienced by a man named Simeon, as we see in this passage, when, when he encountered baby Jesus in the temple courts. 
Let's take a closer look at Simeon and consider how we too might experience Advent peace this season. Look at verses 25 through 27 with me. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. Now, who was Simeon? What we know of him was that he was a righteous and devout Jewish man who eagerly waited for the coming Messiah. What is more astonishing is that somehow the Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen with his own eyes the long-awaited Savior King Jesus Simeon prayed fervently, thoroughly studied the scriptures about the coming Messiah, and one day he felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to go into the temple, and there he encountered a couple with a baby just a little over a month old. It was Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus. Joseph and Mary came to the temple to dedicate their firstborn child to God according to the scripture. What was Simeon doing there in Jerusalem? Was he a priest? Was he influential? Was he a learned person like a Pharisee or a scribe? We have no details of this man. We don't know where he is from, and we have no knowledge of his family background or connections in society. He is described simply as a righteous and devout man who had the Holy Spirit Upon him. He was a pious Jew who revered the law of God during a dark period in Israel's history. While the temple in Jerusalem offered religious services and priests went through the motions of their worship to God, God had been silent for 400 years. And while many Jews lost hope in finding their national and religious identity in God of the law and the prophets, Simeon was a faithful Jew looking with great anticipation which did not wane for the coming Savior, King, and Messiah who would usher in the kingdom of God and establish himself as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, it's easy to forget that Israel was under Roman occupation. And in this context, we can see why Simeon was dying to see the coming of the Messiah. Simeon, upon seeing Jesus at the temple, immediately recognized who this baby was. And he worshipped the Son of God who came in the flesh, the Savior of the world. Look at verse 28. He took him up in his arms and blessed God. Now Simeon, he took the baby into his arm. He gazed in adoration into the face of Jesus, the salvation of God, the fulfillment of God's wonderful promise through the ages. And Simeon was floored. He was overcome with awe and deep satisfaction and worship of God and Savior 
Emmanuel, God with us, and the culmination of Israel's every hope. It must have been a strange moment for Joseph and Mary too, where a complete stranger approached them. They took their newborn baby and started to worship their baby. Now all of us, we love and adore babies, right? We make funny sounds, funny faces, but worship a baby? It must have been a very strange encounter for Joseph and Mary. Yet, it was probably also affirming and assuring in the strange way this child had come about through virgin birth. Surely this child was special, and God was up to something beyond them. As Simeon held baby Jesus, he blessed God, and he began to praise the coming, the advent of the anointed one. Look at verses 29 through 32. Lord, he begins to praise God. Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. What Simeon had been waiting for his whole life praying for, longing after, and desiring above everything else in his life was fulfilled when he looked into the face of Jesus. How about you? How about us? Do you long to see Jesus face to face as Simeon did? Does, believe, does, does being in the presence of God and, and worshiping Jesus deeply satisfy your soul as it did Simeon's. It was a day of fulfillment and complete satisfaction for Simeon. Literally, he said, I can now die. The Lord has released me. My life's purpose is fulfilled. I've done everything I needed to do, and I am ready to go home to be with God. I am at peace. I am so ready to depart this life. When Simeon saw and recognized the Lord Jesus and the coming salvation and fulfillment of many prophecies throughout the scriptures, Simeon's heart was filled with peace, overjoyed and satisfied. You too are invited today to encounter Jesus and worship him and be satisfied in him and be filled with utter peace just as Simeon was because Christ is our peace. What Jesus' 12 disciples later on couldn't recognize concerning Jesus' identity and mission while traveling with him for over three years during Jesus' adult ministry, Simeon identified and realized almost instantly when he looked at the very face of the Son of God who came to bring salvation to all people. What is surprising is that Simeon witnessed not one miracle performed by Jesus. He never saw Jesus calm the storm, not one healing by Jesus' power. Simeon never heard the revolutionary teachings of Jesus. At best, Simeon heard the cooing and cries of a baby. All he had to go on was nothing but the promise of God in Scripture revealed by the Holy Spirit. He says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, not just for himself, 
but prepared in the presence of all peoples to include salvation to the whole world. While the baby was swaddled in his arms, Simeon recognized this baby's mission was far more than just fulfilling one man's dream before dying in peace. He saw the life of Jesus as the source of salvation to the world, not only for his people, the Jewish nation, but for all people, including the Gentiles. The long-expected light and glory of God's salvation had finally come. The light for revelation to the Gentiles had finally arrived. You see, without Jesus coming, all the people of the earth would remain lost and live in darkness. But Simeon recognized the dawning of a new day, a day of salvation and peace offered to all people. God's promise to Simeon had now been fulfilled in the presence of this baby Jesus. And this was the source of Simeon's peace at the coming or advent of Jesus. The confidence of Simeon's confession was his life's mission and work was now completed. And therefore, he was ready to depart in peace. Came from seeing and worshiping the Savior of the world. And his experience can have implications for our lives too. Simeon entrusted his life to the Lord Jesus. And there was nothing more important to Simeon than to welcome and acknowledge and praise Jesus for the salvation he was promised to bring on a global scale. Simeon experienced the Savior's peace even before Jesus would several decades later die on the cross and resurrect from the dead to provide salvation for all who believe. In other words, Simeon experienced Advent peace through worshiping Jesus, even when he hadn't yet experienced the fullness of salvation that Jesus would bring. Through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, Simeon further foretells the impact Jesus will have on the nation of Israel, as well as the sorrow of Mary, this this young mother would experience in the future. Look with me in verses 34 and 35. And Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. This child will cause division throughout the whole nation of Israel, where some will believe and others will reject. While some will receive Jesus as the Son of God, the Messiah, others will reject him, even to the point of chanting, crucify him. Further, He will reveal the thoughts and intentions of the human heart. This Christ would uncover the motive and thoughts of every man, woman, and child. There would be no hiding before Jesus. And our hearts would be revealed as sinful and in desperate need of a Savior. This would be absolutely terrifying if not for the grace and love of our Savior. 
And only in believing in Jesus and receiving the forgiveness of sin could this age-old issue of our heart's hopeless condition be settled, healed, and restored. The peace of Christ we experience would give us hope for the future. This is the very peace that Simeon experienced in his present moment by faith. And this shalom peace is what we want to experience together today also. Additionally, Simeon shared a personal word for Mary. A sword will pierce through her soul. There will be much tears and anguish for Mary as she will witness the bloody execution of her own son 33 years later. The son whom she cared for so much with the tender love of a mother would die a gruesome death right before her eyes. Mary's soul will be pierced as she hears the cries of her son. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? She will experience overwhelming pain witnessing her son hanging on a cross, pierced through his heart by a Roman spear and ultimately breathe his last breath and give up his spirit. After speaking these words to the parents of Jesus, Simeon departed the temple And we don't hear about him ever again in the Bible. No beginning and no end in the life of Simeon. Just his prophetic words about Jesus and his worship of the Son of God. But one thing we do know was that he ended his life well. He finished his race in peace and contentment. Simeon waited in great anticipation for the coming of Jesus and was now released by his Lord to die in peace, completely content and fulfilled. Now, we cannot experience the peace of God without the Prince of Peace coming into the world and reconciling all of our relationships through his work on the cross. The peace we are talking about is the Hebrew word shalom, which Nicholas Walterstorff, a theologian, defines this way, as you can read here, as I'll read, rather. Shalom is the human being dwelling at peace in all his or her relationships with God, with self, with fellows, with nature. But the peace which is shalom is not merely the absence of hostility, not merely being in right relationships. Shalom, at its highest, is enjoyment in one's relationships. To dwell in shalom is to enjoy living before God, to enjoy living in one's physical surroundings, to enjoy living in one's fellows, to enjoy life with oneself. Do you want to experience Advent peace? I know I do. We all need to experience Advent peace. And in the midst of life's struggles and uncertainties, pain and regret, heartbreak and loss, we want to experience his Advent peace. And so Jesus invites you to himself today. While Simeon worshipped baby Jesus while holding him in his temple, today we can now behold and worship the resurrected and glorified Jesus who rules in authority at the right hand of God the Father. While Simeon saw a vision of what Jesus would accomplish to offer salvation to all people, 
Today, we get to experience the fullness of the gospel salvation by believing in Him who has come in the flesh, lived a perfect life that we could not, crucified for our sins, resurrected from the dead, ascended into heaven, seated at, in all authority at the right hand of God the Father, who sent the Holy Spirit to live in us and one day return in the fullness of glory and restore every broken relationship to a perfect state of shalom, the way things ought to be. We get to experience more fully what Simeon saw only a glimpse of. Simeon waited eagerly for the Messiah to come in prayerful expectation. And today, we too can pray for Jesus to come quickly. We are called to actively wait and pursue shalom in in reconciling broken relationships in our lives today. God calls us to first be reconciled to him through Jesus. Is there anyone in here who's disconnected with God, your maker? Jesus, the prince of peace, invites you today. He has established a way for us to experience peace with God, our creator. You can have a right relationship with God, not through your own goodness, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Additionally, God calls us to be reconciled with others. He knows the longing of our hearts. Would you invite the peace of Jesus to do a work of restoring broken relationships you have, especially during this season? You see, Simeon, he is a picture of a Christian man or woman who perseveres with patience in the already and not yet tension that we live in, where Jesus has already come to usher in his kingdom. But but one day come again to ultimately restore all things to himself and establish his forever and perfect kingdom in the new heavens and the new earth. Just as Simeon worshipped Jesus and experienced a taste of the fulfillment of God's promise, we too are able to worship Jesus and experience a taste of the fulfillment of God's promise in our lives today. Jesus, through his spirit, is restoring shalom, advent peace in broken relationships, and he is calling us to delight in him. And it all begins with our worship of our God of shalom peace because Jesus, he is our peace, and worshiping him imparts to us his shalom, his peace, so that our hearts can enjoy an intimate relationship with Jesus. This Advent season, let's worship and praise Jesus, who is our peace, as we eagerly pray, come, Lord Jesus, and seek shalom in everyone and in every place. Jesus, we pray, be our peace. If your community groups are meeting this week, there's a couple of questions that you guys can discuss. What would you have to accomplish or witness at the end of your life to confidently say, 
can, I can now live, live, leave this life in perfect peace. And secondly, where do you need Advent peace this season? Let us pray. God, we recognize that the world is not the way it should be. And yet, you speak into a broken world and you offer to us Advent peace. You pour out your spirit to not only redeem a broken relationship that humanity had with you, but you piece together shattered relationships that we have all experienced, that maybe some of us are experiencing right now. God, we pray for your Advent peace through your spirit to do a work in and through us over our broken relationships. We pray, God, that our hearts would be fueled in worship of the Prince of Peace who came to reconnect all of our broken relationships and to enjoy and delight in him. So be with us now as we continue to worship you. Send Advent peace into our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For more information about our services or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. Thanks for listening.